Dan, I just flew in from Finland, and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> Your arms tired? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of the classic jokes of all time. I just flew in from LA, and boy, are my arms tired. Oh, I get it now. I, I'm, I was just kind of still caught up in that, you know, your adventure over to Finland. Wow, that was yeah. mm-hmm. something. Yeah, that was my first time out of the country. Uh, however, we were, I did go to this exotic country one time before named Canada. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, yes, uh, I have. I've yeah. been there myself. Yeah, we drove across the border to Niagara Falls, and then we drove back. And that was before <laughs> the <laughs> that was before the passport requirements. So we just drove across and and came back. But this was my first time out of the country. Wow! And and yeah. and what a place to go. So yeah how how did this all come about? Or like what? I mean, just, you know, can, or can you disclose that? Maybe I should ask, is that classified? Yeah, I have no, <laughs> I have no secrets. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem. I just, I just share everything that I have here. So I was invited over by the Yappa team. And obviously it has a lot to do with, you know, with my channel and the Yappa processor. And that's when, uh, the moment I say that, Dan, I just get all scatterbrained because I think of all of the circumstances and all of the things that had happened by what I would call happenstance, (laughs) by chance, you know, and they all commingled to, to, for me to, and my wife to fly to, to Finland for a week. (laughs) I just can't believe (laughs) It's just, I, so I still have the majority of the people in my life um, don't know about YouTube. I don't know why. I just haven't told anyone. So like my sister, you know, her family knows. I still have friends that I'm very confident having a clue. And when I tell them, you know, about I'm going to Finland and the reasons why they just look at me like I have two heads. <laughs> so i i just whenever i start telling the story i just start laughing and then they look at me and they start laughing because they don't know why i'm laughing and it's because i'm trying to collect my thoughts and trying to summarize in a coherent manner you know everything that had occurred to get me from here to there yeah put put the perspective into it like how you know because yeah who would have thought Two years yeah. ago when you bought your Yappa. Or was oh. it two years ago? Is that a lot? Yeah. Yeah. yeah in two, two years, a few months. Yep. Yeah. In two years' time, you'd go from buying a Yappa firewood processor, starting a YouTube channel, and now having flown overseas to the factory where that processor is produced. Yeah. And the, they rolled out the red carpet for us. When I say me, I mean us, you know, my wife and I, we were originally scheduled to go in the spring with uh, my daughters. They were going to go along too, but there were some scheduling things that happened and it got pushed back to the fall. And both my daughters didn't want to miss college. So it was just my wife and I went. <laughs> and and uh, the, 
you know, we flew over with Bob Nelson from Metza Machines, and he is the uh, the United States importer of the Yappa processors. And he he came along with us, and he's awesome because he's been there before. And it, uh, the, part of it, there's there is an overwhelming element to it all because everything's different. The signs are different, you know, that you don't know where the bathrooms are. The bathrooms look different. It sounds weird, but it's true. That's important to know where they are. Yeah. And so it would be like if, if you've ever flown on vacation to a different city, you know, like if you flew to Denver, you know, I've never been to Denver before. So you get your rental car and there's like this beehive of activity with all the cars speeding around the airport and pulling yep. out of parking decks and you know you're in a strange city you don't know where you got to turn you're trying to read the signs you're trying not to run into stuff try doing that in a foreign country where all the signs are in a language that make no sense to you so (laughs) and i was the passenger you know and that's i'm just saying it's there's that level of overwhelmingness about it and of course i went there with the intentions on filming and doing videos and I think my videos look nice. They've been well-received. But when I watch them again, I just, gosh, I'm so disappointed in myself because I missed so many opportunities to, like, do something cool, you know, or show something cool, and I didn't do it. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, I mean, I can imagine, though, that, like you said, there was a lot to take in. It's a lot. Um, yes. A lot going on. And I'm sure there was a certain level of, you know, you felt like you needed to kind of uphold a reputation because you are a YouTube star now, you know, when you're walking in there and, <laughs> and they're rolling out the red carpet, hoping that they're keeping up their reputation of graciously welcoming you yeah. to the country. So yeah, that could be a, a, a interesting little dynamic going on. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know this as a fact, but I'm, I guarantee you that I'm correct. When when I toured the Yappa factory, you know, you're, you're, you are immediately impressed with how clean and orderly everything is. And I am confident it was not a dog and pony show. That is how they are every day. That's just the way they produce. Um, when I was a regional manager for an auto parts chain, you know, you would make a surprise visit in a store and it was a train wreck <laughs> and then, or you go to, you know, or like the, the store knows that you're coming to visit, you know, and you walk yeah. in and the store is just like a Taj Mahal because, you know, it was a dog and pony show. We said, you know, they would just make, they, they just, instead of taking care of the customers, they were cleaning their store up. So it looked good for the, for the brass, <laughs> you know, the corporate brass coming in. So that was not the case at the Yappa factory. It's just, the way they are. I was totally impressed with the the workflow and the motivation of the employees and the pride that everyone had. You know, when I was like, you know, my one, uh, the person who took me around the most was Lowry. And he just, he's just a passionate team member. Yep. And for me, that's good enough. That's all I need to know is when you have a passionate associate that, I read so deeply into that, you know, because you could have the greatest employee in the world, but your organization stinks, you know, and you can see that it brings good people down. Uh, (laughs) But in this case here, uh, everyone was just, they were just passionate teammates. I had a blast there. 
Yeah, it, it really looked like, uh, like you said, like the attention to detail and the workflow, the um, the stock, the like the inventory of what they had on hand. It looks just looked like everything ran very smooth. And I was surprised at in your video. Well, first of all, uh, did you end up getting two questions for you here? First, did you end okay. up actually getting any of the parts that you stuffed into your coat trying to steal? And then were you also impressed with the amount of robotics used for like the welding? <laughs> <laughs> yes so i did not steal anything okay <laughs> it's not saying that i wasn't trying but lowry was bird dogging me the entire time i was there <sighs> so so frustrating as for the robots i saw four of them i got a little bit too close to the one i didn't know it but they have like this <laughs> They got like the line of death there. You know, if you step one foot over it, it shuts everything down. And uh, I just walked into it and it just, the robot just can't, you know, the robot spun around and stared at me with these glaring red eyes. And I can see its hand <laughs> reaching, reaching for its laser, you know, it's going to zap me or something. Uh, yeah. So that it's just fascinating to know just how precise everything is. I guess, you know, it's probably if you see it, every day it's just the way it is but i mean they they lay like these boxes on this jig and then that's it they push the go button and then this robot just starts welding it like it knows <laughs> like what it's supposed to do and how you know how much uh weld and you know that was really cool i i can speak from experience with both of the yappas that i have owned i have always admired the welding on it um because you know when you're around machines and stuff you see some good welds and you see some <laughs> where you're kind of scratching right. your head yep. at it and and i'm not a welder i've welded before but i'm not a welder but my standard has always been if i feel i could weld better than what i'm looking at then it, it's a bad weld <laughs> and yeah the welding is just just top notch so the yeah the robots are really really cool did you did you uh, know before that that like you mentioned seeing the welds on your machines did you know that those were done by robotics or were you under the assumption that was a human welder yeah i don't know i just never even considered it so it was neat seeing them because i've never i've seen them on tv before yeah but i've never seen one up close and it's just i mean you could stand there and look at it all day it's kind of fun right but now, but now uh, you're like, oh, so this is why all these welds are consistently exactly the same on every part of the machine because <laughs> they all yeah. are programmed mm -hmm. to be exactly that consistent. But they did have a number of, <laughs> it just sounds funny saying this, humans, uh, human <laughs> welders, you know, ones that get paychecks and provide for their families. Um, hey, I grew up in a steel town, so it's a, it's a, it's a sore subject for me here, but um but there were a number of people that you know that were welders i guess it was just something about the way it was welded or something but they did it themselves and uh there was a number of people there too i saw probably i don't know 12 employees i don't know if i saw everyone but he had said i think they employed 20. Uh, it is i wouldn't call it a 24-hour facility um but you know, the, their, their robots are 24 hours. Yeah. 
And then yeah. the the factory that you were in, though, that's not where they're fully assembled, right? They go to another. Is that right? I can't remember. Yeah, the first one that we were in, um, that was the weld shop. And all that does is weld. So all the pieces are put together. And then once they're welded, they send them out. Because they had multiple factories where these firewood processors are are built, put together. So the 365 and some of the hacky pilky uh, processors, I'm not familiar with their, their models, were at the factory that we toured, the second factory. The 405 and the 315 are made at a separate facility. They're assembled there. And hmm. then he said they had a fourth. And I think that might be where the the Palax, I call it Palax. They call it Pollux, P-A-L-A-X. They're really hmm. cool machines look, looking too. So we went to the 365 because it's like three miles down the road from, from the weld shop. Yep. And it just made our day flow nicer. <laughs> but, you know, and he... I, I kind of made a joke about, you know, we were putting on my safety vest and he opened the door. It, it really, I got that, um, Dorothy <laughs> in Munchkin land <laughs> kind of feel, you know, where she yep. steps out of the, the, the cabin, you know, that's in black and white and steps into the color of Munchkin land. It was almost that same effect. We were standing in this reception area. Yeah, it's just carpeting and, you know, some end tables and stuff. And when he opened the door, it's just, it's just bright and the red, the bright <laughs> red of the machines. It was just, just a beautiful sight. And that's what I decided to make that the title of the, of the video. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was, yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing I, I found interesting was to find out that they had multiple factories. Like I, I was under the assumption it was, you know, but they're, right. they're a pretty big deal then. I mean, they're really putting out the processors. Yes, they are. They are a major league corporation, very well respected. I would suspect that every citizen in Finland who's familiar, you know, with the timber industry knows about Yapa. It's probably on the same level in Finland as like Bobcat or Caterpillar is yeah. here in the United States, you know. Generally speaking, the timber industry in Finland is much bigger uh, than it is here in the United States. Probably, you know, obviously you got the size of the country and it's you know more specialized with timber and their forests and stuff, but good heavens. I probably saw a hundred um, semis on the highway, just hauling logs. And I saw probably 15 plants, uh, factories, whatever they were doing with the logs, just, and I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of, of logs, all just neatly stacked up, uh, getting ready to be processed into something. So, you know, the timber industry there is just a much bigger contributor to the nation's wealth yep. um, than, than here. And that's why I think too, I was shocked at how many manufacturers there are in Finland uh, you know, that, that make other stuff, you know, not just firewood processors, but I mean like harvesters and those, those, um, heads that go on like a, like a excavator, you know, that cut down trees and, oh, and, yeah. and lays yep. them down. Yeah. Just, I just, just, uh, I'm serious. It was a timber, <laughs> timberland Disneyland. 
is wow. what it was like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder what then do you think most of those, uh, like the, t- the timber industry is like paper or do you think it's a lot of firewood? I mean, the, that's what I was wondering. Like you had mentioned that you saw all those trucks of logs, but like, where were they yeah. destined for? <laughs> well, so these are, this is where I, I feel like I've, I let myself down and I let down my viewers. Cause these are the kind of questions that I, I don't know the answers to. <laughs> like someone asked me, you know, do they have a problem with their Honda engines? And I was like, gosh, why didn't I think about that when we were over there? I would want to see the shelf that had all the Honda engines on them. Yeah. I just didn't think of it, you know? So I forgot to find out about exactly what is being made with all of these logs. Are they being exported and stuff? But I will say that firewood is is a major uh, industry there. He, I think the majority of the houses heat with wood yeah. to some degree. Yeah. Uh, and then what I had learned too, you know, when you start getting out in the country, all the houses have their own saunas. And a lot of them are heat, uh, heated with wood. Oh, yeah. The sauna is the national paths pastime in Finland. <laughs> <laughs> that that where, makes yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. where <laughs> my pa- my pastime is laying on the couch. Theirs is sweating in a sauna. Sitting in the sauna, sweating. <laughs> <laughs> So you, so you toured the, the Yappa factory. What, what else were some highlights from this international vacation slash business trip slash celebrity tour? (laughs) (laughs) The, the Finnish national timber show, which was like, you know, what we are calling the Paul Bunyan show down here in Ohio, which is a regional event. It's like the Paul Bunyan show on steroids. It's probably... I won't say it's like a hundred times or 10 times. It's probably three times bigger than Paul Bunyan, noticeably bigger, noticeably bigger, much more involved. And that's when I had learned that there's all these manufacturers in Finland. I never even thought of it. You know, all these, Hmm. I can't tell you the names now because I can't remember them. Um, But just with uh, Lowry, who I was with, was pointing all these machines out to me. They're all made in Finland. What they had going on there that we don't have at the Paul Bunyan show you know, the Paul Bunyan show is our timber industry show for the region out here. It's like a big deal in Ohio. They had the, the harvesters from the timber industry, these big machines, something that you saw out of the Terminator, you know, at the beginning of the movie, <laughs> just these big machines that just drive over all kinds of garbage in the, in the forest. And they just load up with logs and drive them out. And the, we were way, way, way back in the forest if, if the show is at what we would think is like a county fairground, uh, we were a mile deep into the forest and these, and that's when you really appreciate the Finnish forests. They're beautiful. Their forests are managed. And like, if you want to harvest a bunch of trees, you just can't go cut them down. You have to propose a plan. And part of that plan is reforestation. So, all of these harvesters, you know, these organ, these groups that cut down trees, they got to plant new ones and they all grow. I, you just got to look at these trucks of logs. They're just gorgeous. They're just long and straight. And I saw mostly spruce and beach. Uh, but when we were walking through town, we went through this, like this courtyard where their church was. 
and there was these two big trees and I'm looking at them. They were both elm trees. I was surprised. They didn't, wow. they weren't like American elms. They were, but they were unquestionably elms. I took pictures of them. I'll, I'll show them to you sometime. Nice. Yeah. I always thought there was yeah. a lot of birch, birch trees over there. The yeah. Birch and spruce. Uh, they're yeah. all, geez, I'm serious. They're all like eight inches in diameter, just straight as an arrow. That, yeah, that was my next question. It always seems like all of the trees are always like uniform in size. Like it's yeah. all the same. Well, you know, that's what you get with forest management. So these trees grow pretty fast, I guess. You yeah. Know, what do you think? 40 years maybe where they've been cut down and then reforested, professionally done, and they've got appropriate spacing. Yeah. You know, and the species all make sense. So they grow in harmony and they just, they're just gorgeous. Beautiful. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the, and the smells of just walking into that forest, I can still smell it. It's just beautiful. Yeah, I had a lot of fun there. But I will also say this about Finland. Okay, I'm just a simple guy from Northeast Ohio. Um, I, you know, you go to Europe, okay, it's, it's exotic <laughs> Europe. You know, you've never been there before and everyone's speaking a foreign language and stuff. But when there, there were times when I was in Finland when I'm just looking out the window or something, I felt like I was in Ohio. Very similar topography, just everything's just grass and trees. And, um, but you know, the forests there are much, much more beautiful than ours. Yeah. Uh, but, but I didn't see any mountains or anything like that. It was just, I just felt like I was in Ohio. Driving down the road sometimes, uh, when there's no road signs with foreign languages on them, you think you're in Ohio, except, you know, there's no potholes in the road. <laughs> now, um, do they, do they drive on the, the left side or the right? Is it the same? No, they're, they're normal. They drive on the right side. Drive on the right side. And, Steering yep, wheel. Just on the like us. Yep. Left. Everything's just like us. I, it's the exact oh. same cars, except a lot of their cars had different names. You know, there was like, like some Volkswagens over there had different names I'd never heard of before. Uh, but, you know, I saw Mercedes and Fords and, BMWs. I saw we were at this gas station and in comes a 1967 uh, Chevy Impala, oh, wow. uh, which, which if, you know, from where I live, it was made just right down the road from me in Lordstown, Ohio. So that was kind of cool. You know, there was, I saw a number of classic American cars over there. I saw some old Cadillacs with tail fins, some classic Chevy vans, you know, nice. <laughs> Just makes you wonder how they ever wound up there. Did you ever driving around see in a roadside firewood stands? No, I did not. <laughs> so their firewood I, industry has not gone to that level yet. <laughs> well, I think probably because um, firewood's not a novelty there. Oh. Did that make sense? Yep. It's like everyone has it. It's a big deal for them. It's a way of life. I saw a lot of producers. I saw a lot of firewood yards and I saw a lot of firewood going down the road, you know, in the back of a truck, like the trucks just had these gigantic cages and they were just filled up with firewood. So I saw everyone had firewood. Every house you drive by had firewood. But all for heating and keeping themselves warm in the winter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's probably not now that's because we were mostly out in the country. So we weren't in the city or in the suburbs. Uh, I didn't even get a chance to really even study that much. 
we landed in Helsinki, which is on the very southern tip of Finland. We drove three miles due north to a city on, a, on the map. It's pronounced to me, Jivaskyla. But when you say that you're going there, they look at you like, you know, where is this guy from? It's pronounced Uvescula, ah. which whatever. <laughs> well, then maybe you should spell it that way. You know, yeah. is what I was thinking. So then we, that was like our home base for the week. And then the next morning we drove another two hours due north uh, to the Yapa factories. And how you pronounce that city name, I don't have a clue. It's got a lot of consonants in it. Not very many vowels. And a lot of letters with two dots on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told him we, we, we stick with the letter I. We just have put one <laughs> dot over top of our small I. Yeah. <laughs> what I had also learned, too, is the Finnish language is practically impossible to learn, uh, you know, if you're not raised there. So the Finnish language, and you can Google this, Google the most difficult languages in the world to learn. And like Finnish is number one, like Finland and Sweden are next door neighbors and they can't understand each other. The languages are completely different. And Sweden though shares more of its root with like Norway and, and others. Finland has nothing in common with any other language at all. Nothing. Wow. So like, yeah, words don't even have like any similarity to them, you know, like, you know, with English and Spanish, you know, mother and madre, you know, that yep, kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, Finland, nah, there's no, and that's why it's such a very difficult language to learn. But everyone over there spoke English to some degree, some better. Some yeah. Or they, good. they could at least understand you and know what you were asking or. Yeah. Uh huh. Speaking. Yeah. And um, so I think. The, the typical Finn, I don't think I'm speaking out of character here, and I don't think anyone would debate me. They are known to be introverted. Uh, they, like from my research, I read a couple articles where they said, don't feel like they're being rude to you because, you know, like you walk in the mall and you make casual eye contact with a stranger coming the other way, you smile and head nod or something. Uh, that doesn't happen in Finland. <laughs> so, no one's you know there's not a lot of uh, small talk and that's what Finns are famous for is they're very direct and to the point and like some people interpret that as being rude but that's just the way they are <laughs> <laughs> so so the people are straight direct and to the point you're traveling yes. all over what about what did you eat like what is the food like is the food different did yeah. they, I saw they had Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> that took a lot of work to find. I'm here to tell you. We probably stopped <laughs> at 10 different locations before we found the Dr. Pepper. So that, uh, that was a nice pick-me-up. I would generally say that the Finnish food is pretty bland. They don't have a lot of salt in their food. Like we went to Burger King and I got a Whopper. And it looked just like a Whopper, everything about it, but it just tasted bland. And it finally, I figured it out that it was, they didn't have any salt. <laughs> um, the, uh, the soda, you know, your pop over there, even the Dr. Pepper, the Pepsi, the Coke tastes a little different and they don't have high fructose corn syrup in their oh. beverages there, you know? So, um, where I'm getting with this though, Dan, 
Um, I am telling you, I did not see an overweight person the entire time I was in Finland. Wow. Um, I really do think I was probably the heaviest person in that country while I was there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I think a lot of it is their diet. I think they eat more fish and less red meat and less processed food. Um, the hotel we were staying at for our continental breakfast in the morning had cold cuts in it. What? They had like slices, yeah, slices of cheese and ham, uh-huh, oatmeal, you know, that they call it porridge and it had no sugar in it. Oh. Everything was just, everything was just kind of bland. Ugh. And Ugh. I don't mean bland as in it's, that's bad. And that's yeah. probably why yeah, they're, right. that's probably why they're just so in good shape and thin. Um, yeah. big difference from the United States, you know, if, I mean, close your eyes and be in the Helsinki airport and then go to the Chicago airport and look at the difference, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I I'm serious. I, it, it was almost a motivator for me to eat better when I got back here to the States. Cause you see, you know, yeah. the, the food, the industries that we support here in the United States are killing us. You know, yep. the fast food industries and all these foods that comes in boxes and stuff. It's just, it's not healthy for you on the long run. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so that covers the, the food consumption. What about the beverages, adult beverages? Were there any, did you do any sampling? Did they have Miller Lite? Scheib would probably want to know if they had <laughs> Miller Lite before he went over. <laughs> yeah. I did not see any American beer. Uh, I saw the American beverages, you know, like pop, Coke, Pepsi, Dr. Pepper, Sprite, uh, Monster, you know, that Red Bull stuff. Captain Morgan. I did not see any. <laughs> I didn't go in a, a liquor store. I didn't see. I saw a menu and it had Johnny Walker. Oh, um, yeah. Scott, Scott on it. But I don't I didn't see any American. Well, Johnny Walker's not American, is it? It's uh made in england i thought i think so yeah 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 but i didn't see any um united states based brands in booze hmm. um yeah i also i don't remember seeing a single person smoking while we were there oh um i the city that we were staying in there, everyone had bicycles. Everyone was out and about like that. A lot of people walking on the street. That town that we stayed in is largely a college town. And so there is like a younger population there. But still, there, everyone had bicycles and they were out, you know, walking around like that. Yeah. Uh, and then they have, they have trains. <laughs> like we were driving to Helsinki on our way back and we got passed by a train going like 700 miles an hour, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you could probably depending on where you live you wouldn't need a car you could just use public transportation yeah wow yeah mm -hmm. um i did some asking around and this is an unscientific mm -hmm. survey but from the people that i spoke with so you know they are a socialistic democracy uh they have uh, free health care, free education, all males at 18 are to, they have to serve in the military. 
and I think there's different degrees that you can enlist with that. Um, you have a choice of college or vocational training, I think, which is paid for uh, by the tax uh, tax dollars. And uh, he, I, the people I spoke with, they said that income is taxed anywhere between 30 and 35% of your income. So that's kind of similar here to the United States. Uh, but he said that sales tax there is like 14%. Ooh. You know, and that's anything from like a candy bar up to a, a car, I guess. Yep. You know, I don't, I didn't get into it with property tax or anything like that, but he said, you know, that their challenge right now, which is the same thing that we have in the United States is we have a large population of elderly, you know, our baby boomers yep. um, that are getting older, they're retiring. So that stresses their, you know, their social system, like with our social security, you know, we got a large population of retirees and a smaller population of people paying into the system. He says they have the exact same problem, uh, but they also have more services that are, you know, given to their you know, population than we do here in the United States. Yeah. He said the way that the, the government has been making up the differences with fines, you know, speeding tickets and stuff, speeding tickets there are based upon your income. So, if you know, like a broke college student gets a hundred dollar speeding ticket here in the United States, that's, you know, that's like a whole month salary for him versus like a, <laughs> like a CEO of a corporation, you know, a hundred dollar ticket that means nothing to him or her. Uh, but it's based on your income. He said that there was someone in Finland who got a speeding ticket and it cost them $35,000. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. What? So for so percentage of your so then in, whatever your income is the higher your income the steeper and more expensive your fines yeah. are oh yeah oh there's God. some kind of a formula involved with that but it's based on on income wow you know? and then the other thing too was their taxes you know i don't know our taxes are kind of bell curved where you know the low income people spend less in taxes and it starts going up and yeah. then when you start making some serious money, you start paying less and less tax percentage to your income. I think over there, it's a linear um, arc uh, with, you know, the more money you make, the higher tax bracket that you get into. Yeah. Yeah. And the more you make, uh, the more you pay. Yeah. So that's, that's how they do it. And um, that's, that is, I probably got all of that wrong. <laughs> but um uh, the reason i was asking him these questions was i had saw a meme on facebook saying that people in finland spend 95 percent of their income on taxes and he said that's that's garbage he said yeah you know yeah he says that's garbage that's not true but yeah. they do spend more on taxes than what we do right and it, and it yeah. all is based on like if you want to yeah you know, like if you go to buy a tv it's going to cost you way more because there's a higher tax. So you're spending yeah. money. That's where you end up spending your, or being taxed on. Uh huh. And see, that's what I was wanting to know more about. Like, well, what about if you want to sell a house? You know, what if you want to cut down a tree on your own land? What if you want to put um, performance parts on your engine? Are you, yeah. are you allowed to do all that stuff? You know, we're here, you know, usually the, you know, there's, there's nothing that says that you can't. <laughs> you know, you just, you just do it. Right. You know, those kind of freedoms. So I, I didn't get 
those kind of questions answered. That's what I'm just saying. I, there was a part of me, Dan, that was just overwhelmed with everything. <laughs> you know, I didn't know which bathroom to go into. So that's the level I was at. <laughs> well, I can, I can imagine though, that it would be, it, well, like you said, I mean, it, it's just a great opportunity. It's a, I mean, you're traveling to another country to see things that yeah. you know of, is of your interest and I would be overwhelmed too. But now yeah, when you go back, you'll be more prepared. Would I ever go back? Absolutely. <laughs> but you know, I also have a business to run and it was, it was fun being over there, but that also meant that I wasn't selling anything back home. You know, the income goes to zero. So, uh, that I, I gotta, I gotta look at all of this stuff, you know, reasonably here going forward. But then again, no one may ever call me again. Um, uh, but the fact that I had this opportunity was huge. It really has given me more confidence now. Like if I wanted to go, um, to Europe, you know, with the family, I, I, I think I could do it, you know, to where before it's kind of scary and I never get the courage to, to go. Um, the one place I always wanted to go, I want to go to Amsterdam because I want to go to the Anne Frank museum. That's on my list. Ah, Nice. My bucket list. I have to see, I have to see the bookcase. So if you're, you know, if if our listeners out there understand what I'm talking about, they know what I'm talking about. So (laughs) that's, that's one, that's the one thing in this world that I want to see and do is I want to go to the Anne Frank house and see the bookcase. And now I feel like I got the confidence to do it. But you know what, Dan? How about YouTube? Serious. Yeah. That, exactly. That's done this. You know? Who, <laughs> you said that earlier in this episode about who would have thunk it when you buy a firewood processor and two years later you get invited to Finland to, to tour their facility. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite the remarkable uh journey or uh, you know like the path that that paved forward yeah, yeah youtube uh-huh Crazy. i when i bought my yappa i had a grand total of zero videos posted on youtube and you know i had just met bob he had brought it down and delivered it to me and we got it all set up it was his one of his first ones so, you know, he wanted to come along with it and it was going to be a learning experience for him too. And he had said, um, he says, Hey, you know, if you want to do a video of it and put it on YouTube, I'll, I'll put it on my website, you know? And, um, and that's how the idea got started. You know, and that's when my daughter got sent home from college for, for the pandemic. Yeah. And then, and then who would have known, you know, the, 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 the machine was fascinating for people to look at because it was different. And look what happened. <laughs> look, look what happened. Exactly. I think, it's, I I think yeah. it's a great story and it's just another, I think it's just another chapter in, you know, the great novel that you are putting together here with everything with Ohio well, Woodburner. Yeah. Well, thanks Dan. I, um, so I don't want to sound uh, weird here or anything, but I value my my friendships more, and that's where I'm so glad to have met you, and you know, and a bunch of other people too. But I've always uh, uh, valued our friendship, which would have never have occurred uh, if Again, not for yes, YouTube. For YouTube, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, and I um, so I had 
posted a video about that too. And I was kind of mushy, but I was being sincere. I, I wasn't making this up. You know, when I was there, I wasn't there by myself. I was there. Every single subscriber to my channel was on my mind the whole time I was there because I wouldn't have been there without them. Serious. Right. You know, had this channel devolved into one of these inappropriate, you know, cussing and comments and politics and this and that and stuff, you know, a, a, an organization like Yappa would have never, you know, considered asking me to come over there. Right. And it's because of the character of, of the subscribers and the channel and all. Um, and that's what, you know, uh, I, uh, I wanted to come through for everyone also while I was there. I, I feel like I got a tremendous opportunity here and I am not going to let you guys down. Wow. Just keep yeah. piling that pressure on top of yourself. <laughs> no but that's that's completely 100 percent true like you said without your subscribers without people watching the videos yeah the videos wouldn't have been you know they wouldn't have done what they did they wouldn't be what they are but then again what's in the video is you know you so you have to also you have to accept that that you know there's a little bit more to your just it's not just a video it's you and ohio woodburner that's <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think is the big, you know, it makes it all come together. Well, thank you. But that's what everyone always says, you know, just be yourself. And that's what I thought well, my biggest problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's holding oh. me back here, people. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was, I think I enjoyed watching the video. I've enjoyed hearing all about it. Um, I'm sure there's many more stories we can probably tell. Maybe yeah. off air, uh, <laughs> but uh, I I would just say it's it was awesome to see, and I'm I'm glad that you were able to take the opportunity and go and see where your machine was made. Yeah, well, thanks, and it was I just had a blast, and I hope it came through in the videos and me explaining everything here on this episode of the Woodhounds Podcast, the number one firewood podcast <laughs> in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well right. Dan what do you say we strike up the band and let's go find ourselves some Finnish beverage yeah I, I'm I'm all for that that sounds good but no none of this bland food I'd, I'd rather just stick with the the beverages let's see what we, <laughs> let's see what we can find <laughs> yeah okay chicken wings and burgers for everyone yes yes all right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode of the Woodhounds. Don't forget, you can also check us out now on YouTube, the Woodhounds podcast on YouTube. Go ahead, look it up. Click that subscribe button. We have some fun things coming down the line. So hopefully you'll be uh, tuned in and subscribe to be a part of it. And Dan and I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Woodhounds and helping making us the number one firewood podcast in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we want to wish everyone a great day. Great day.